we're all spending more time at home right now and being cooped up indoors can feel rather challenging at times. So I'm grateful now more than ever for my little garden. And with spring very much sprung here in the UK, what better time than now to get those fingers green with growing stuff? I'm Katie Haler from The Naked Scientists and gardening novice that I am, a few weeks ago I spoke to Horticultural Learning Coordinator Sandy Kane from Cambridge University Botanic Garden, who was at the time sitting in her own garden, to find out how I make my garden grow. You can use the beds that are already there, but if your lawn isn't great, feel free to grow veg on your lawn. That's what I do. <laughs> so basically, it's an open sheltered site. Avoid frost pockets, and that's places where the frost sits till late in the day. It's ideally your veg plot should face south, southeast, southwest, so that you can get plenty of sun. And it should be sheltered from the wind because the wind can really sort of rock tall crops and things like that. And also it stops pollinating insects being able to settle. Your ideal soil would be kind of fertile, lots of organic matter, but well drained and about 30 centimetres deep. So that's ideal, right? And I'm very lucky that I've got a garden. But what if I'm in an inner city flat with very minimal outdoor space, 17 storeys up? Can you still grow veg? There's loads that you can grow on the sunny windowsill. All you need is a little container and that can be anything. We all know what plants need to make food of their own. Water, sunlight and carbon dioxide. But even with access to all those things, what are the chances of any veggies actually growing in my clay soil? Clay soil holds lots of nutrients because it's tiny, tiny particles. Although it can go rock hard in the summer when the sun bakes it, it's actually really good for holding lots of nutrients that the plant needs to take up with the water. Now, the water, it's held well in the clay soil, but if you added organic matter, which is usually compost, then it will have gaps in between to let the air into the soil but it'll also be a place where moisture can be held on to so organic matter would really benefit your soil if it's heavy clay are you composting in your garden at the minute yeah yeah I absolutely love composting it's really top of my advice for growing good veg because you can feed your plants with plant food but the best thing to do is to feed your soil I've got one of those plastic Dalek ones but you can just have a pile in your garden 50% green waste 50% brown waste so green is things like garden waste weeds Uh, manure if you've got access to manure that would be lush and also things like grass clippings so all those things kind of green and then you want 50% brown which is things like paper cardboard straw little twigs broken up there's two processes that happen in composting the first is when the fungus that's already on all the things that you put in there starts to break it down and then the worms and the springtails and all of the big animals start to eat it and when they excrete it then they leave a really great place for the next process to happen when all the liquid part of the compost starts to break down that bit is called metabolization it's where the liquid part of the soil which is protein salts and decomposed cell walls and organic residues and they're like a spongy jelly-like substance and they bond to clay and that's what makes your your soil like that ideal tilt adding compost is such a great important part of what you do 
your regular soil is made up of 40% air, 40% water, and, you know, just under 20% minerals that come from the rock under your feet. And it's only a tiny two, three, four percent is organic matter. But it's the organic matter that uh, really you can add to make changes to your soil to make it a really healthy soil. And kids love it because when they open the compost, they can see squillions of animals and creatures <laughs> in there, which is really, really nice. And then when it when it works and it comes out the bottom, it just looks like soil. It's actually what's called hummus, fully rotted down compost. Sandy took me on a virtual tour of her idyllic sounding garden, complete with pond, wildlife areas and a shed with a window in it. Useful, she says, for germinating plants, which can't quite hack the cooler temperatures when they're just starting out. So some things you can plant direct at this time because actually it's quite chilly still. You know, we're still in March. Many seeds need warm temperatures to really get going. So about 10 to 15 degrees. But there are seeds that you can sow direct that don't mind a temperature of about five to seven degrees. So they're things like broad beans, broccoli, carrots, cauliflowers, kale, kohlrabi, lettuce, peas, radish and spinach. So there's loads. And actually, a lot of those things grow really quickly. Once we've got stuff planted, though... How can we protect things from the elements if, say, we don't have a greenhouse and we're not going to go out and buy one? You can make temporary cloches, which is like a little tunnel that covers your plants. Normally, you'd use something called fleece, like a thin white material that just keeps your plants a little bit warmer. If you warm your soil up first, so once you've dug it over and raked it and made it flat, you can put a black piece of material or plastic onto your soil. Just the sun going on there for two or three days will warm up your soil and make your plants germinate quicker. And then once they're germinated, to keep them warm, you can put fleece over or neck curtains or whatever you you find that you've got. But that also protects them from maybe birds who might want to come and eat them so I've got pigeons in my garden that would definitely want to come and eat anything you know lovely and fresh and green coming through so I would cover it with fleece for that but the other thing to do with pigeons is you can have like um, things that flutter bits of tape or cds or um, things that kind of make a noise Um, that will uh, frighten oh Don't forget scarecrows, of course. You can make a little scarecrow to frighten (laughs) off the uh, birds. And the other problem that you have this time of year, because it's a bit cold and still wet, is you have um, slugs and snails. So the way to keep slugs and snails away is really to make sure that your plot is free of weeds because they don't want to go across sort of fresh, clean earth because the birds will eat them. And, of course, you can go around at night with a torch and collect them which is quite nice. I quite like doing that, although I'm not sure where you'd get rid of them at the moment. <laughs> is chucking, chucking them over the fence allowed or, or not so much? I Maybe it's a bit antisocial. Think. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's interesting what you said about the birds, because right now there's wood pigeons yeah. in a silver birch, there's a blackbird, some sparrows in a hedge. There's loads of birds in this garden. And I Absolutely. imagine they probably would be eyeing some seeds because they're already stripping off to get to the buds of some of the flowering bushes at the moment 
Yeah, I mean, I had, uh, I think it was a yellow hammer yesterday, loads of tits. We get, I get loads of birds in my garden. And yesterday I saw hares out the backfield, which was amazing. But even without Sandy's amazing garden, it sounds like growing your own veg needn't be expensive or even that much of a hassle. If you have space, whether it's indoors or outdoors, to grow veg, it's caring for something. And at a time when we're maybe feeling a bit anxious or hemmed in or on top of each other, caring for something else really is great for our well-being. Um, as is eating vegetables. So I think there's nothing better that you could do than growing some vegetables in this in this period. Thank you so much, Sandy. And if you'd like to find out more, Sandy and her colleagues are making weekly videos all about growing in your garden. Search for Gardening Club on the Cambridge University Botanic Garden website. <laughs>